Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Happy Friday, everyone. Shabbat Shalom and welcome to the Blonde Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Jess Sade and back with me for a very sorely missed Housewives Happy Hour is Megan O'Donnell from the Bravo Happy Hour Podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi. Okay. One, we've been podcasting for a while together and I I just had a flashback to the first time we did and I'm the rudest guest ever. I literally was like, I got to kind of like get in an Uber, but I can be in the backseat of this Uber having a conversation with you. Right. And you're like, totally. You're (laughs) totally. Absolutely. That was the first time I was ever asked to be a guest on someone's show. And I was just so rude. Oh my God. I totally (laughs) forgot about that. I did too. And I randomly had a flashback and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) But I was like, we were having such a great conversation. I was like, I'm going to go sit in the back of a car silently. So why not just record a podcast? (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. I always feel bad asking people to come on my podcast because it's like, I don't know. Do you ever feel like that? Totally. Can you take time out of your day to read to read my four-page outline? Like, <laughs> psychotic. I'm like, please take time out of your day. And then I'm like, oh, so you didn't watch? And then I'm like shaming them. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and so now like when I pick guests, I'm definitely a little bit more aware of what I'm doing and I try to make well it's, you know, it's good, much easier good choices if, it's if, much like, easier if the, yeah if the other person has their own podcast it's much easier because then they like get it you know but it's all yeah. when you have someone on who doesn't have a <laughs> podcast it, you're you have to like yeah. sell it to them and like explain it at the same time but I were in the beginning I was just so glad that someone would come on that I was like sure you want to do it uber no problem <laughs> well I remember you hit me up and I was like oh my god I've made it. Like <laughs> you made so it to come cool. on this shit show. No, I'm <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I just was like, this is so cool. Oh my god! And for me, I can get a little anal with my outlines. I keep it moving. There's yeah, you're there's way no, better than I. I, I I'm, I'm definitely very, we get into a fun tangent, but I reel it back in. No, you're better uh, at that than I. And I <laughs> and I am on a different ADHD drug now, so maybe I, I, I'd like to think that I'm getting better too. So. 
Hey, I mean, we haven't recorded in a while, so you know, today might be a, a whole new world for us. It's eight fifteen in New York. I feel like I'm going to be up till midnight doing this with you. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna rein it in. Honestly, I've gotten a lot better since I started my Vivance. Um, there I, you go. I'm drugs down. do work, ladies drugs and gentlemen. Drugs do work. I'm on this new meditation <laughs> kick. Where don't worry, mm. I haven't. I'm still pretty LA. I've I'm, I'm gotten on my new abundance medication meditation kick where I'm meditating every morning it's keeping me centered oh it sounds so disgusting well that is I think a perfect segue to the most centered yogi in Bravo history which is Teresa Giudice <laughs> namaste yes she is an icon on Bravo and the <laughs> two of us today are going to be doing pretty much the life and times of Teresa Giudice Giudice or Giudice like I feel like I feel like we have to start at Judice and then move into Judice. Oh, I like, have a whole the- section in my notes about that. But really quick before we get into that, because I – so you just said we haven't recorded it in a minute. And I have made a um, a life transition – no, I'm just kidding. A transition since we <laughs> last recorded. So I – yes, I my podcast used to be called uh, The Real Housewife of the West Side. Because I am married and I live on the west side of Los Angeles. Don't worry, I did not move to the valley. Nobody freak out. But no, I have pulled back a little bit from the Housewives and Bravo universe for a myriad of reasons, which I have gone on about on the Patreon. But to sum it up, you know, I've just, I've evolved a lot in the last year and I've both professionally and personally. And for, oh my God, I sound like a fucking politician. No, I'm like reading a script right now. I'm not. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. No, I just listen. I a lot of stuff changed all of it in the long run for for the better. But I've just tried. You know, I'm trying to move in a different direction. So bless you. So I am reserving on my show now on Fridays. I have a happy hour, which sometimes it's about pop culture. Sometimes it's about documentaries. Sometimes it's all fun stuff. And then on Wednesdays on my show is the more, I don't know, meaningful stuff that I care about. So anyways, just wanted to clear that up for everybody. But I still have room in my heart for, I feel like more old school housewives. Cause I have to be honest. I think I said this to you. I watched the first episode of New Jersey this season and I haven't watched it since. Is that bad? That's really bad because <laughs> that's actually criminal because this season of jersey has been so juicy really full of drama twists turns and also your classic jersey they're fighting over a kid's birthday party there's money shaming there's class warfare there's crazy misogyny you see jennifer i enjoyed jennifer up until this past episode where she's like, I need my husband to be smarter than me. And I need my man. She just was like taking the feminist uh, <laughs> movement back like 70 years. And it, the show is just so good. There's so many different things they're talking about. They're talking about deportation. There was a scene where they were like eating lamb chops at Easter, I think. And the girls are crying and Joe's calling and everybody's. Cr- it just it is so good. Jess. I okay, swear, maybe I like I'm on my soapbox and I'm only passionate about a few shows on Bravo lately. I feel like I've also been a little fatigued with what I'm seeing. And I need something fresh. But like Vanderpump Rules is back. So that's been great. But Jersey is the best. And, you know, we're here to talk about Teresa 
and her family, her life, where she grew up, yes. how she became the Teresa we know and love. Teresa, we know and love. Well, I remembered that I did listen to Teresa's first book, Turning the Tables, on Audible, which I feel like listening to this book was more of an effort than actually reading it would have been, which don't worry, we're going to play an audio clip and you guys can feel my pain. I listened to it back when it first came out, which I don't know when the hell that was, a couple years ago, in my car, and I saw it through. I tried to listen to it again just now when we talked about doing this episode. I made it an hour in, and I was like, I can't do it again. I just can't. It was just, I mean, it, she starts, okay, well, can, should I just go in just talking about this book a little bit? Uh, yeah, which one? Okay. Well, I, I forgot that there were two, and apparently I- <laughs> I think there's- <laughs> I think there's three. Oh, are there three? Well, no, actually, I guess I don't know how you. Yeah, there's cookbooks and then there's. Oh, her, okay. I'm just her autobiography. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not counting the cookbooks. I'm only counting the pseudo biographies. You're like, yes, I read whatever. all of the cookbooks. Yes, ingredients and all. Yeah, so I apparently did download on Audible the second book as well. Whether I listened to that or not, I am still unclear. But apparently, it is in my Audible account. But yeah, I re-listened to a little bit of Turning the Tables, which she had to have known she was – she had to have gotten the book deal before she went into prison because the way that the book is laid out, she does a preface and then – which is just a whole lot of fun. And then it's basically a journal from – she documents – the day before she left, all the way through it. And the details are so precise that obviously she was recording all of this. And it also is allegedly obvious that maybe she didn't really write these words because... Wait, 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 wait. You thought that Teresa actually wrote this book? You thought she took pen to paper and sketched out ideas? No, No, I was just trying to be really nice and like make a joke about it. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that can't even be. I'm like, oh, she could never, oh, but no. neither could I. So on I'm the with, cover of the book, it says Teresa Judice with Casey Baker. And poor Casey Baker. I mean, Casey, whoever you are, I don't want to know what kind of notes or whatever you had to <laughs> sift through to make this. But it's very obvious when she is. So Teresa actually does read the audio book which I will play a clip of in a moment. And uh, it is as if she is reading these words for the first time. (laughs) Or just reading for the first time. Or just read. Yeah, I, you know, before I had equated it with, you know, I used to be a kindergarten and first grade teacher. And when you're teaching children to read for the first time and they're sounding words out, they're like, duh-uh-og. It's very similar to that. It's, I mean, but she starts out the book in the preface. She talks about where she came from and how she grew up. And I was actually, so I was listening to this in my car for a little, a couple of weeks ago and I was laughing hysterically and I do not have tinted windows. So people were like, what the fuck is her problem? But she <laughs> talks about how when she grew up, she wanted to be share. Like, wow. Like, I mean, share, share. And she really wanted to be famous. And I wasn't aware of, this and it's really weird because she even contradicts herself in the book because in the preface she's like talks so much about fame and wanting to be famous and all of this but then when she gets to the chapter about starting the show she's like I mean I was just a simple mom from New Jersey I never wanted to be famous I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa 10 minutes ago you were just talking about that 
So yeah, <laughs> Joe, when he and her did their tell all after he was in Italy oh, and he like yeah. did a, he did a FaceTime into Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> we remember. He, he, I'm like, never forget. I'm like, do you remember? Mm-hmm. He said during that interview, he's like, Teresa's always wanted to be an actress, always wanted to be famous. I yeah. think that is pretty clear. And she's amazing at it you know she's famous she's not an actress she's no she's no winslet she's no um like danes no you know like no she's not gonna ever be an actress but she is good at being herself and hey that's what made her famous that's what made her you know rich which is it's weird i don't know after all of this it's like damn Teresa kind of ended up on top she did for being in such a shitty situation she really pulled herself up by her bootstraps and was like, oh, I yeah. have kids. I have to go to college. You know, like um, so many reality show shards would have let this totally, totally. derail that and props like ruin their yeah. life. Look at yeah. her life. And she's like, you know what? And we all know that Joe is a shady motherfucker, but mm-hmm. I do think she just trusted him and really didn't know what was going on. I kind of think he totally pulled one over her. And now she's like, psych bitch. Yeah. I make my own money. I'm, beautiful fit i'm a, I'm a good mom you know she's crazy but cares. Dan- <laughs> danielle Staub is crazy she's been engaged 21 times yeah like, exactly. you know evidently yeah. it's not that hard to get engaged uh, that's what's so weird about you know to, the way that she talks about joe now in their marriage and then well and that that just awkwardness on that watch what happens live when they were facetiming it was like the, they fucking hated each other she but immediately it, negged him she was like what are you wearing oh, totally. like, she's like what? yeah exactly what, like, what is that blazer and andy's like it's orange joe like what color did joe say it was he thought it was know, like a different color <laughs> i don't know but she in the book she talks about she's like becoming mrs juicy joe and she's like uh, on the show, I said Joe had a juicy body. And what I meant, I had to fast. You know, on Audible, you can press the little 30-second fast-forward thing. <laughs> I had to do that a couple times because she literally goes into detail about what specifically she likes about his juicy body. And I was like, Ugh. I was no. doing like the Vicky Gunvalson like throw up in my mouth. I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then speaking of Judice, she has a whole – chapter on the pronunciation of her last name. She goes, some people say Judice. First, some people say Judice. Some people say Judice. And she's like, I've st- decided I'm going to stick with Judice. It's just easier. Hi, I mean, you gotta just succumb to the masses. And then when she changed it, everyone was like, wait, what? We're calling you something just a little bit different now? But it's like, all right, I guess, I guess. Teresa. So fucking also, weird. Also, I don't know, but I'm very into Joe Judy J. Judy J. <laughs> now I'm getting caught up. I'm like, how do you say it? <laughs> I'm into his new rebranding. Like, I love that he's... His new rebranding. He's online. I love that he's, His new bod. Yeah, he's active. I love his new body. I did like that he was partying with young women in Mexico. I feel like if I was in he's Mexico with, up. like, my girlfriends and we were having fun... And all of a sudden, Joe Judice was there. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's grind up on him. Why not? You know, everyone's like, whores. <laughs> Burn you know what's them. really funny? The ruining of family. I, 
I totally had the blonde moment when he when those pictures came out of him and it was he was in Cabo, right? And when he was in Mexico, I was like, oh right, he can still go to Mexico. Because I was just because he's this is the thing. So I live in LA and people that live in LA, Mexico is so close. I mean, not but parts of Mexico are so close. And people people here, they'll be like, Oh yeah, we're going to Mexico for the weekend. You know what I mean? Oh, we're we'll go to Palm Springs for the weekend. It's like the same kind of thing. And so I sounds so stupid, but I just, I, obviously I know Mexico is another country. It's just, it's the same continent and all that. So when I first saw the pictures of Joe Judice in Mexico, I was like, wait, he's allowed to be there. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so stupid. I cannot believe I said that out loud. That just stayed in my head. But I kind of felt the same way. And people were like, did you? They were like, why? He should be with his daughters. Well, they're in fucking school. Like, what are they going to go to Italy every weekend? He physically cannot go there. Yeah. Let him go to Mexico. Yeah, the guy's been locked up. He's an idiot. Made a lot of mistakes. But you know what? He paid his time. Keep moving. When I first listened to the book, I thought that she was going to be atoning for her sins, you know, asking for forgiveness, uh, repenting, all of these different things, or maybe, you know, just taking like some ownership for maybe the things that she could have done differently or, yeah, there was none of that. I mean, her and Joe have always been like that. The two of them are like, yeah, whatever, it happened, but like, get over it. It's like, yeah, but can you address the fact that you exploited people, you took advantage of the government, like did all these bad things? He's like, no. <laughs> you know, and, and she's the same way. And she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't do anything wrong, which I see your point. However, you know, if you sign your name, please. But she blames <laughs> the paparazzi at multiple points of the book. She's like, I blame the paparazzi. The paparazzi did this. The pap-. And I'm like, okay, but you also put yourself in that position. <laughs> How does the paparazzi do wire fraud for your <laughs> husband? Just wondering. I'm just wondering. Well, uh, she did not explain that. I'm very sorry to say <laughs> it. But that is her. That is what she blames. And she also does a very in-depth, detailed recount of the strip search that she experienced in prison, mm. which was, uh, not going to lie, a little difficult to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I don't, I, don't I don't need to hear that. But I think we need to <laughs> rewind. We have to go back to 2008, which is so weird that that is 12 years ago about almost yeah 12 years on the dot in april 2008 they announced that the real housewives of new jersey is going to even be a franchise which is the fourth in the franchise which so it's oc new york atlanta new jersey i don't know why i thought new not according to joe judice oh yeah (laughs) him saying that like they put housewives on the map which is hilarious because ramona singer's like we put housewives on the map Vicky Gumbelson is like, Housewives would be nothing without me. I put them on the map. So everybody's like, uh, who put them on the map? I think all of you guys did it together. <laughs> so yeah, back in 2008, she got asked to be on the show. She said she was friends with Jacqueline and Caroline and they would hang out. And obviously Dina was there too. And then they were begging Teresa to do it. They were begging her to do it. And then Jacqueline one day, I guess, invited her over. They were drinking wine. She was like, sign the papers. And she just did. Teresa's like, didn't have any lawyers there. She just signed the paper. And then the rest is history, which is pretty crazy that it was so willy-nilly. But it was so good that first season because Teresa was not jaded. You could definitely tell she loved the camera. She was a stage mom with the girls. 
but you could tell she was like a normal person all she wanted was fake boobs. That was like her season one arc. She was like, my bubbies. What a time to be alive. Yeah, when my bubbies. Like, just wanted bubbies. that. And then five years later, she's going to fucking prison. Like, you know? So it's so crazy. You see such a, a, a crazy Insane. arc for something that you didn't really expect to happen because, you know, they had the idea of having so much money. Never forget just her having yeah. wads of cash to buy big pieces of furniture. I'm like, is that couch even comfortable? It's just big and expensive. Mm -hmm. You need to buy big furniture when you have a big house. But yeah, Jennifer didn't get that memo. Yeah, nothing is to scale. And same with Teresa, but at least Teresa right, it has had, to be to scale. I feel like she had the walls painted or something. I feel like Jennifer and Bill's house is just stark white with that, like, white and gold furniture. And so it's just incredibly bright and unsettling. Like, yeah. that is not where I want to cozy up and watch a movie. Ugh. They had some cool fixtures. But, yeah, not all, all of it together, like, no, not good. But they have isolated good pieces, I think. Isolated good pieces. I always, if any time I'm on a show where I only talk about one person, I end up, like, falling in love with the person by the end of, like, the hour and a half episode. You're I'm like, oh like, Exactly. I'm like, wow, you know, they have gone through so much. <laughs> Before, when I was like, Teresa's an amazing inspo for ex that lands. <laughs> you know? Like, she's, she's really at turntables. Hence the title of her book. <laughs> From Housewife to Inmate and Back Again. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. Okay, TBH, all four of her books have been New York Times bestsellers. So, you know what, Stassi? You've got three more books to be on the same <laughs> level as Teresa. Yeah, whoever Teresa's publicist is, is really doing a bang-up job. For real. I've never cooked in any of her cookbooks, Skinny Italian, but that could actually be a really fun bonus episode <laughs> one of my friends jake cohen he's a chef and he's just started a podcast for the feed feed which is this food website mm -hmm. and we've been talking about doing a shannon bedore qvc food line tasting where we <laughs> eat everything she sells and we just discuss it i love food and he's a chef and we both love shannon bedore and i've also never had cooked salmon with cream cheese so <laughs> I'm a I little... feel like I need – it disgusts – the thought disgusts me. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm a little worried for you. I... But I also love bagels and, like, with cream cheese and lots. So I'm like maybe I would fuck with it. One of the greatest points in this book, if I say, do say so myself, is Teresa felt the need to, I guess, ex not – well, explain and possibly defend – her flipping the table um, over the Daniel Staub slash, what was her original name? Beverly. Beverly. How could I forget? Wait. Okay. I, I don't know. I heard Heather McDonald's interview with Jennifer Aiden, and she opened up about a conversation she had with Danielle about her calling her Beverly as a joke and Danielle getting incredibly triggered. And she talked about the backstory of it, and it's, like, absolutely terrible. I don't even know if she said this on the show, but I guess – Unfortunately, like Danielle was raped by her father. What? And so she was like, I take I changed my name because Beverly was what my father would call me. Like all oh, of this crazy. Really and Jennifer was like just openly saying it. And I don't know 
I don't know. I know so much about Bravo. So when I don't hear something and when something like very salacious like that is coming out of another woman's mouth. Yeah. That is such a crazy thing that no one should be recounting for another person. I just think that's weird and inappropriate. Yeah. And I heard it and was like, oh my God. And then it really stuck with me. I'm like, well, that's why she's so fucked up. Hello. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's probably the, the tip of the iceberg of the th- fucked up things she's been around. But oh, I don't I'm know. Sure. I, she, I'm sure <laughs> there's got to be some really, really deeply rooted trauma there. I'm sad. Like that I mean, is just terrible. It is really sad. Sorry to like bring it on a, like a down note, but I just like <laughs> remember hearing that and I was like, what? Inappropriate. Yeah, Insane. Well, you know what is also inappropriate is uh, Teresa reading this book. So, yeah, I so okay. We're I'm gonna play a little audio clip for everyone, and this is Teresa reading the words in her book that someone wrote, and <laughs> she is recounting and somewhat defending why she flipped the table. So, enjoy. Here we go. When I asked, on camera no less, so why did your ex-husband write that freaking book? Then I said, obviously something in that book has to be true. Danielle swiveled her head around at me and, with eyes blazing, ripped my head off, saying, two things are written. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That are true. Written. Name change. Name change. I got arrested. I got arrested. Pay attention. <laughs> Police. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyone who knows me well knows that I do not like when people talk down to me and in such a harsh tone. Danielle drop kicked me over the edge by disrespecting me in front of my family and friends and the cameras. I exploded. I am paying attention. I screamed. Obviously, there has to be something else. It's just not name cheese and arrested. My blood was boiling. All I could see was red. I started shaking the table. And then came those now infamous words. Prostitution horror. You were fucking engaged 19 times. And then, as you all know, I flipped the table. Wine-filled glasses, silverware, napkins, and plates went flying. Caroline said... She started laughing because she was so nervous and total disbelief. 
Joe pulled me out of the room as I continued to shriek. He calmed me down because he knows, as well as I do, that whenever I get that mad, I am literally in another zone. But I rarely, if ever, get that angry, though it may not appear so on TV. <laughs> Dina and Jacqueline told me later and also said on camera that in all the years they had known me, they had never seen me get mad. That was true. I do have a long fuse. But once in a while, a someone lights fuse? it with the blowtorch. And that, of course, is what they always seem to capture while filming. When I came back into the dining room and sat back down again, I was so pissed. <laughs> How dare she insult me like that after she had pounded poor Dina into the ground. Truth be oh told, I was mortified. This was not my proudest moment. And I did it while cameras were rolling. OMG. I just remember saying to myself over and over after it happened, I cannot believe I did that. <laughs> OMG. If you listen to that entire audiobook, which is probably what, like six hours? Oh, no. You go insane. Like, this like is worse 10. than waterboarding. I told you, oh, right? Oh, wow. She is not the best reader. <laughs> uh, and, like, I am I'm not the best either. Don't get me wrong. Be like, she had to practice a little bit before, oh, like, doing yeah. an audio. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And does not understand, I feel like, <laughs> punctuation or pauses or inflection or, <laughs> I mean, Damn. it is rough. It well, is really rough. She explained the situation and in this just such is, a strange way. And and I, that's the I, entire book too. And the entire book, she literally takes accountability for nothing and just blames everything on the cameras. <laughs> She's like, yeah. "Of course they catch that on the cameras." <laughs> yeah, you flipped a table. There were children present. The entire thing was escalated pretty quickly because of you. And it was that moment where Danielle was like, "Pay attention," and she was like, "Yeah, bitch, that set her off." And I love one part that I feel like from the whole prostitution horror situation, I always love when she was like, you come into my shore house. She was so mad. Like it was all <laughs> happening at the shore house. And she was kind of like a prostitute going out with random dudes. Like remember that guy from season one who she was like, I yes. blow him all the time. He's near the kids. He was so creepy. He was so creepy. And he was like, I'm 33. Like he was also very no. young. And yeah. she was playing this weird cougary role. And that was all kind of twisted. And so the thought of that guy and her hooking up in the shore house, I could totally imagine Teresa being like, I have three kids home. What the fuck are you two blowing each other? And yeah. even like her and Marty, I like that the opening of the gorgeous pizza restaurant. They were like, we fucked in the bathroom. <laughs> well, you cannot fuck for two fucking hours. You're at work. You're working, Danielle. This is your job. You can't just like fuck on the job. I Weird. know. And obviously like everyone was like, ew, what are you doing? Did you even wash your fucking hands? Like we're going to now eat pizza? It just, <laughs> just like so inappropriate. So I could totally, her calling Danielle kind of a prostitution whore 
after I can imagine an interesting weekend at the shore house. It just, it's so funny and it escalated so quickly. She literally flips a table, like the Sabra Hummus commercial this past weekend at the Super oh Bowl was so funny, but I like don't watch football, so I don't care, but I like the whole oh, party and I just sat there and was like, okay, I'll leave after halftime. And then he uh, just waited for that commercial. <laughs> literally. I so then I was just like was waiting for that commercial and it was pretty much, I think it was like before or after the halftime show. And this guy who was kind of cute, like, no, he's not even cute. He just wasn't terrible. He was like <laughs> making, he wasn't terrible. That's the worst way to describe a guy. I'm like, I don't know. He didn't make me hate myself. Um, <laughs> but he was only saying funny things all night. And then the table flip commercial comes on and, and he is like, what the fuck? I don't understand why those idiots flip that table. And I'm like, okay, the one negative thing you say is about the only thing I care about <laughs> during oh, this shit. entire fucking evening. I like freaked out on him. I'm like, it's an iconic scene. I'm like, you're like, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> I-, I was like, okay, good night. <laughs> Goodbye. And then he literally kept saying, oh, are you going to leave after halftime or whatever? I was like, yes, I've said it 30 times. I came for the commercial. I don't have cable and, you know, an incredible halftime show. yeah I don't give a shit about football either and my husband doesn't watch football either but he for some reason he's like well we have to watch it because that's just like what you do and I'm like okay dude so I was doing like 15 other things while we were watching it but I was really confused because both the teens had very similar outfits and they were also (laughs) like very similar colors and so I was very critical of that which apparently my husband didn't appreciate and uh, (laughs) then whichever one won all I know is that both the teams, they both had like USC colors and the confetti that they had blowing out at the end when whichever, t- I still don't know which one won. I still don't even know what the fuck teams played. Okay. So don't ask me, but the confetti that was blowing out was kind of maroon and white. And I'm like, but you can't even tell which team won because the confetti is the, the same color. So I was just not impressed by any of it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I watched the whole thing and I couldn't tell you a single thing I saw. When I look at the screen and there are sports on, I just... I'm just, I'm seeing, like, I'm not registering anything. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, am I dead? <laughs> I don't know. I like can only, my brain like, is only it over here. yet? I'm like, is this Bravo? Where's <laughs> E or like anything? That is I, not this. You're like, I anything. would like take reels at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll watch VH1. Just please get this is off. Is VH1 still on? Yeah, it's, oh. it's alive. It's alive. Well, well. <laughs> Back to Teresa, I started digging around because she completely fascinates me. And I found this weird website called Uncommon Ground slash Blogspot. So, you know, this is the jankiest website in the world. And it was this person who wrote this uh, post saying, oh, my God, the Raw Housewives of New Jersey. They're saying it's like the new show. And all these people started commenting being like, Oh my God, I know the women they are in Franklin lakes. And then one of the comments was like, my sister, my family's on it. And she was standing up for them. And so a lot of people in the comments thought that that was Melissa Gorga. And it was so interesting. And they were all just talking shit. And this is back before it aired on television. So it was just like up online. Yeah. And it was so it's called uncommonground.blogspot.com. And then it's like 2008, real housewives in New Jersey. And it's a really interesting site. And they had hundreds of comments from people who live in the neighborhood talking shit about them. And I saw (laughs) 
And I'm like, what am I doing in this local community blog? I I, I don't know. Um, That's amazing. And I love it. But some of the comments were really interesting. One person wrote, I know the entire family of some of the wives being filmed. Bravo is missing the boat. Most of the men are much more interesting, a little quote unquote dangerous too. Exclamation point. So I was like, what does that mean? And I think yeah. probably the Joe Judice of it all. Like I feel like everybody knows if someone's in the mob or like at least like is being really shady. And yeah, totally. Especially, you know, Joe Gorga, who is hardworking and clearly like has a good head on his shoulders in terms of his business. And, you know, if he's scheming, he's he's better at doing it than juicy yeah he at least keeps it on the down low and then one of the comments says one of them the one that lives in montville now used to live in a shithole of a house in lincoln park with a maserati parked out front hmm can someone say dirty money yeah right quote-unquote construction ha and that was about Teresa too and so it's so interesting that back in the day even in 2008 there was rumblings even before they were seen on television flaunting all of their quote-unquote wealth so right. it, that just it really piqued my interest. When I don't like know, I was Googling old housewives in New Jersey. I was typing in before they were housewives articles and this random thing popped up. But there were hundreds of comments and they were fighting between people being like, it's my family. And I'm like, that could be Melissa Gorga. I could see her like. Oh, I could totally see her like, on the blog. Sitting like, on the blog. The yeah. I mean, Teresa talked about it in the book that apparently she had wanted to be on the show back then. And Teresa claims she didn't know about it, but I don't know. But well, I think the Melissa of it all shows a totally different side of Teresa that we weren't really used to seeing. So mm-hmm. the Gorgas came on in season three. And I see here, I can remember, I see this old tweet that Melissa and Danielle were going back and forth. And Melissa said, let's be clear, after I posted about the Xmas cookie incident on Facebook, she approached me to film with her. Did I film? No. Begged her, please. And so that was Danielle's style, because I guess Danielle and Melissa were trying to cozy up behind Teresa's back, because Melissa knew that Teresa was, like, very territorial of the show, wanted to be a star, and knows that Melissa is, you know, beautiful, you know, easy breezy, like, yeah, younger, you know, really beautiful. Uh, And so, you know, their feud, I feel like, is very, very layered. And so when she came on the show season three and kind of blindsided Teresa, we started seeing a very jealous side of Teresa. You start seeing her insecurities really play out on screen. And then we got like the that crazy family dynamic, you know, the fact that the first episode of the third season is a knockdown drag out fight at a christening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is so crazy. And I remember watching it like in real time thinking the fuck is this is eight minutes into the show. What is happening? We were just showing a scene where they're at the church and the baby's having his head, the water on it, whatever. (laughs) And (laughs) clearly I've literally been to like a thousand christenings. I'm like, I can't even, explain what I'm seeing but to think the show kind of was taken up to another notch I think in season three when they came on and Teresa just started going batshit crazy oh yeah she was not happy I mean she was always going crazy don't get me wrong yeah and then I guess it got even more interesting because then we got Kathy Wakili as well she was also family and and the Rosie of it all I love that Teresa is still not yeah, they still haven't cool talked, with them. right? No, I think Teresa's like, fuck you guys. You took advantage of me. I've known you my whole life. Melissa is not blood. 
she married into my family, you know, they might have this new beef, whatever, but I could totally understand why Teresa was like, Kathy, if you're like my sister and you knew this was happening and you're coming on the show too and not telling me, who the fuck are you two? This is my show. I totally understand why Teresa was pissed off at them. And then the two of them, you know, they were wishy-washy, whatever. I always felt like Kathy was always just kind of like trying to be a kiss ass or something. Or like goody two shoes, goody two shoes, always. And she'd be like, Teresa, you're crazy. And it's like, I don't know, she's not always crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like she's your cousin too. She's your cousin too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't really miss Kathy and Rich and her cannolis. I'm fine. Her son is gorgeous. Really? Oh my god. He looks so good. How old is he now? He's twenty-three. My friend told me she was once going through her Instagram stories, like to see who watched it, and he randomly like like watched one of her Instagram stories. She's like, "What? Like, how did that happen?" And her other daughter, and her not other daughter, her daughter is engaged and is blissfully oh, getting I did married. Hear that. Yeah, I like that as a family. I will say that I liked. I thought Kathy was a really good mom. I remember that there was one scene. Where she was like, we're all going to write our contract for the year. And each kid was like, I will not disrespect my parents. And I was like, wow, these are like great kids. And then you see like juxtaposed to Jacqueline Narita's daughter, Ashley, who was like, um, this Jeep is not, you know, souped up enough. Like I need better tire, you know, like the worst kid ever and like refused to do any work, but like expected. Uh, everything. Yeah, she. I heard that she. Um, oh, we were just talking about her on another show. She. I heard that she has Ashley has her own podcast now, right? Yeah, let's see what it's called. Making it up as I go pod. That's the name of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she lives in LA now, doesn't she? Well, I believe she was living in maybe New York or New Jersey with her husband. However, oh, I she was living out here. Well, Jacqueline moved to Vegas. So maybe they're living over there. But let's see if I can. She doesn't really post. Her kid is really cute. I will say that. J- Ashley's kid? Yeah. Oh, it looks like they still live in Jersey because they got a picture taken with Santa and at Paramus Park. Paramus oh, Mall. Near Paramus Mall. So we watched Teresa on the show, living in her crazy house, having amazing kids. I think Teresa gifted us with Melania, who's the chanteuse of our, of my generation, uh, my generation. What am I in the same fucking generation as Melania? <laughs> oh my God. I'm oh my God. I love Melania. She's an icon. Is there still um, Melania hair care? I don't know. There's Do we, definitely, there's definitely like businesses in the works. You know, I feel like she's like always coming up with like a genius idea. Yeah, Melania totally. hair Did care. She, and I. <laughs> what? I'm trying to, oh, wow. Oh, actually. Okay. So Teresa launched Melania hair care. Right, right. She's like, I named it after Melania. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Does the domain still work? Um, no, it does not. So I don't Aww. think Melania Hair Care is the it's defunct the product line she expected. I'll uh, Bethany okay. Frankel. Bethany Frankel has a hair care line now. 
No, I'm just saying in terms of being an entrepreneur, I feel like she oh, is oh, the oh, same. Oh. It's a cheater brand. It's a cheater brand. Yeah, I feel like she needs to – I feel like she needs to stick with maybe just like the Instagram endorsements, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> well, I love Melania. She one day will be on the cover of Vogue magazine. Like, I'll say it. I'll say it again. Like, she deserves the world. But I've been really – enjoying seeing her this season because she's growing up into a cute little young lady and it's just like so fun to see this little spunky girl who was crazy on the show there were scenes where she was shaving juicy joe's back oh, i remember oh my god that was so crazy you know like she and the gimme pizza your old troll and just being an absolute terror and everybody being in agreement that melania is the biggest troll but <laughs> She has the, a heart of gold and was just so sweet and, you know, took Joe leaving really hard because you could tell she's a daddy's girl. And so this season, we see, you know, her, like, navigating being like, a teenager, having a father in prison. She got in shape, and I feel like she's very, you know, feeling herself and happy. And she's just, like, ragging on Teresa so hard all the time. And the other one is, too, Gabriella, who she's, like, MIA. And there was one scene, I think, like, two weeks ago where it was Mother's Day. And Gabriella doesn't even call her mom. She's like, tree, here's your gift. <laughs> and that, and she's like, I'm mom. Call me mom. But it just cracked me up. These girls have been through hell with all of this drama and, you know, unnecessary bullshit that these young girls have had to deal with and they've all kind of come out on the end like Gia's going to Rutgers it's a great school the other three are on their way to having you know successful futures and again I told you by the end of these shows I'm like I'm in love with Teresa and if she needs anything anything ever she can call me (laughs) I really do talk myself into it but you know the, the girls are doing really great Teresa clearly has money hopefully she's getting dicked down by that hot pool guy you know, oh, she's totally. She's turned things around for herself. She's an inspiration. She's an American legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Well, yeah, that was uh that was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's just so much to dig in when you really start dissecting characters and it's like I have a thousand things of notes and I'm like this would have to be a 10 part series to get to get <laughs> through I everything. They, I wish they still we really had just did a highlights. Um, we did a highlight. We're doing a It highlight really was reel. just a highlight reel. Well, and this is the other thing. I mean, there could be a part two in the future because oh my god. I feel like her just like Lauren Conrad on the hills, her story is still on rain. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, things could change at a moment's notice for Teresa. They Anything really is possible. And you know what? She rolls with it. She does. I mean, listen, she uh, she is like a chameleon or I don't know. Is that the right analogy? She just she's like a starfish, you know, they cut her off and she just grows back, you know. What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh my god, a starfish. I'm I'm delirious. I'm delirious. I need to go to bed. (laughs) No, I am too. I need to like eat something. I oh my gosh. Well, okay. We will wrap it up. 
Well, let's tease okay. a, let's tease a part two, and we'll do another one in like two weeks or something. Yeah, stay t- stay tuned for the for the part two. If you enjoyed this one, just you yeah. wait. <laughs> we'll dig into yeah. We, this was just like an amuse bouche, like exactly. just tapping exactly. into the Teresa Giudice of it all because we did a deep dive into Vicky Gunvalson a few months ago, which was really interesting. Oh, However, Vicky. Vicky isn't as complex as Teresa. <laughs> Which is crazy that these words are even coming out of my mouth. But oh I stand my gosh. by them. Yes, exactly. Well, okay. Thank you, Megan, for walking this road with me. Um, hand in hand into hand the in sunset. Can you tell everyone where they can find your show and your social and all of that uh, good stuff? Sure. Thanks for, well, I guess having me on, but we're having each other on. But thanks for doing this with me. (laughs) But you can listen to my show, Bravo Happy Hour, every Monday and Thursday. It's a news show, so we really only tap into what's going on with people on Bravo in current day, which I think is way more interesting than half the bullshit that we get on screen. So check that out. And you can follow me at Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram. I don't post tweets because I'm just not like quick like that. Like I wish... I wish I was funny on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm okay. now I'm venting. Now I'm venting. <laughs> I'm not funny on Twitter either. I, I can like barely keep the Instagram up, but yeah, I can't do anything. Okay. Jess, where can people listen to your great show? Well, thank you. So yes, my show is called blonde unfiltered at B L O D B L O N D E. I can spell guys. Wow. And we like uh, spent an hour making fun of fucking Teresa and the two of us are both like fumbling. <laughs> well, unlike Gia, I I did not go to Rutgers. I went to a uh I went to UCLA, which is really not that great. So um, uh, great school. You are insane. Well, I wasn't one of the smart kids that went to mm. I wasn't pre-med. I majored in applied developmental psychology, which is just like a euphemism for child psych. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we all know what my level was. Um, no, but seriously, anyways, Blonde Filtered, you can find it anywhere where you listen to Megan's podcast. And on Instagram, I am at blonde underscore pod. So just make sure you put the E in. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yay. Well, yeah, let's do more of these fun deep dives. I love to chit chat with you. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.